Okay, freaks, this is the guide to your psychopath. This podcast is not about me telling you how you're fucked up. I'm here to learn about your past and how it affects your decision making. I've been studying people for a long time now, but I've never asked them about how their mind goes through the process. I want to read your guide. I want to know how you think and feel. This will not be edited to take snippets out of context, but I believe everyone will benefit from hearing all of the conversation. Learning your guide will make it better for me to understand you. All right, welcome to the Guide to Your Psychopath. Uh, like I said, my name is Lewis. Uh, I go around and uh, getting people's stories uh, about how their past dictates their path in life. Um, I don't know if you uh, want to state your name or not. Yeah. My name is Christopher Lee Sheik, S-H-E-E-K. Okay. And uh, do you know where you were born at? Yeah, I was born in Fairfield, California. Fairfield? Mm-hmm. Where were your parents born at? Um, my dad was born in Okinawa, Japan. He was um, a military brat, basically. Oh, okay. My grandpa was uh, moved around. He was in the Korean War. And my dad had a very rough bringing up, and that kind of dictated how I was brought up a little bit. My mother, she was born in San Francisco, California, and um, I guess my dad was a few years older than my mom. So when I was a kid, my dad had murdered a stepbrother of mine, and I didn't understand what death was at four years old, but when I was eight, it kind of clicked. So lo and behold, enough being said, I had a psychotic episode. At, at eight? At eight years old. Really? I tried to, I threatened to kill myself. I flipped out, attacked my teacher because she wouldn't let me go home correctly at the correct time. And that was Miss Pilgrim in Bransford Elementary, uh, third grade. So, you know, I was like eight, eight and a half. And I turned nine in the mental hospital. I got out like on April 14th, I believe. Um... So I was inside, uh, I've been in therapy up until I was about 27, 28, and I stopped going to therapy. I stopped taking medications. Um, now, when you uh, were going through therapy and all that stuff, uh, after, were you going to school at the same time? Did you go to elementary school? Did yeah, you go to high school? I, I didn't get a lot of high school in, but I, magically when I was in prison, actually, to back that up a little bit, I tried to get my GED several times okay. before I went to prison. Um, on my own, I was kind of homeless on the streets in Tulare. You know, we're in at what city. age? 18. At 18, okay. Uh, actually, I was on the streets since I was 15, uh-huh. and I'm still there. I'm back there again recently, so. But to keep the story going, um, Mr. Washington at the Tulare uh, Adult School, I, I'd go to the... the um, Adult school to try to take my GED pretest, right? Mm-hmm. I'd pass it every time. He goes, Mr. Sheik, no matter how many times you take this pretest, you're not going to get the free GED test. There is no free GED. You have to pay for it. Well, I couldn't pay for it because my mother had my SSI and she was l- using it for her housing, her heroin habit. Enough being said, but you know, my mom's still alive, so but I still love and respect her, but. You know, she gets me high every day, just about. <laughs> <laughs> you still talk to her all the time. Yeah, yeah, okay, I just sure. saw her earlier. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's historically, it's poetic, it's a tragic poetic story, you know? It's, it is what it it's is. It's kind of a full circle, it keeps going over and over. It does. Again. You know, it's really. There is 
it, it, it's rhyme and reason. It, it's the way it goes. Um, to 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 continue to, to continue. continue on, um, I end up in prison when I was about twenty five or twenty six. It was about two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and um, I take my GED. I pass it, no problem. So, but I didn't get to go to a lot of high school. Mm-hmm. I was too problematic of a student. I got caught um, breaking into Tulare Union. At one point, I set off all the fire extinguishers in their brand new East Gym <laughs> in freshman year. I mean, yeah. I was I was a tyrant. So, and then I got caught. I wasn't cheating. Okay, what had happened in um, uh, independent study was I broke both my wrists skateboarding. And I had my mom write down all my schoolwork. I would just give her the... Uh, my mom is so literate. Like, I had to spell everything out for her. And they, and they caught me only because I'm sitting in... You only go once a month to independent study. And I'm trying to take this test. And I got ace bandages and uh, splints on both hands. I'm trying to write. And the teacher goes, how did you do all this work? I go, I had my mom write it out for me. I just gave her the answer. My mom has, like... No, my mom never passed high school. Yeah. So she, I know... And plus, two, I, word for word, it's what I say and how I write. And she wrote exactly how I said it to. So they had this whole big school board meeting. So that was my whole education. But so actually, they said you were cheating because your was mom cheating. was writing this stuff down. Yeah, but I was actually my words, my answers. And I had it like, she, how do you spell this or how do you spell that? I'm like, mom, da, 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 da. And I spell phonetically too. I, I'm a horrible speller out loud. Yeah. But actually, you know, when I was uh, 28 or 29, I got out of rehab. And I started going to University of Phoenix. Okay. I went there for two years and I got kicked out because not because of my scholastics. Were you homeless at the time you were going to university? No. Phoenix? When I when I went to rehab, I had some friends that right before I went in, they said if I got out and I was serious, things would start to happen for me. They they wouldn't let me go homeless. Okay. So I was sleeping on the couch. I get my food stamps, whatever, and I landed. I managed to catch a painting job, and the painting job rolled into. At the same time, I was doing this whole bar scene with my friends at night. I was sober, but I was their sober drunk driver. <laughs> and I um, enrolled in University of Phoenix, and I got my friend 400 bucks, and you know, I was like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was all cool. But I was really good at school, at college. And it was the first time I'd ever actually to really got to put all these smarts at that. Everyone's always said, oh, you're such a bright kid. You're so smart. You know, so you've had a rough life. Okay. Well, put to test, when I got kicked out my junior year because of their financial error, um, I told them I needed to pull a larger loan. They said, no, I didn't. $9,000 would be enough, even though my classes were going from $1,400 to $2,500 a class. I go, I need to pull an $11,000 loan. They wouldn't do it. My financial advisor was an idiot, big-ass Samoan dude. No offense on their culture, but this guy was a dunce. Um... Yeah, University of Phoenix. I'm a Phoenix. I would still finish it out if I, if I had the motivation, the financial backing, which I don't have a job currently. But, uh, yeah, I was a painter by trade at that point. And I had a 3.87 GPA going into my junior year. It's ridiculous that they kicked me out, actually. But, you know, science and business management, well, it was easy. I liked it. Scariest moments of my life, though, here in Visalia, quickly, I fell asleep in a trash can one time inside and a big trash bin inside a 40 yard trash uh, recycle bin and there it was at imperial it's here in town it's oh my gosh it's so scary <laughs> i was drunk i was walking i walked this one chick home i was smashing his liqueur chocolate stuff man it was so good and i was so faded and i was like i can't make it all the way home i actually had a little shed i slept in 
at, on the north side of town. So I'm, ha- I'm in the middle of town, and I go, I look in this recycle bin. It only has a couple empty cardboard boxes. Right next to it's a big old dumpster full of Levi's and jeans now that they don't put out anymore. They built, they've changed the whole thing over since this happened. Yeah. But um, I fall asleep. It's probably maybe 1 in the morning. I wake up at 5.30 a.m. to the trash truck and a dream at the same time that I'm being dumped in the truck and crushed to death. Ooh. My dreams always come so close to happening. Sometimes they do. And... I'm waking up to the... And it's like a hamster in a hamster ball with only one little hole to get out. And I know to go up. And my sense of orientation is telling me up is not feasible because there's a big metal wall in front of you because the trash truck is going up... Trash can is going upside down. I get thrown in the back. I know I screamed my ever-living heart out. No one ever cried for God so bad and so hard and so loud in their life until that moment I said it. And I'm thrown in the back of that trash truck. I'm lucky there's only a couple of cardboard boxes in there because if there had been a whole load of trash, I'd have been crushed or hurt and I would not have been able to jump out. It took me three tries and I had to like do a Jackie Chan up the corner, kick, kick and leech and lurch. And I'm six foot two and I barely, barely got my fingers on the top of that uh, lip of the trash truck. Yeah. And I jump out and made it to the ground before the trash can came to the ground. Then the man hit the emergency stop button. Because he saw you coming out. Because he saw me hit the ground. <laughs> it wasn't all the yelling in the world. Nothing would have saved me. But me just wanting out so bad. I wanted life. I didn't want to die in a trash truck. <laughs> didn't want to die that horrible homeless death. Like, you know? Yeah. I heard of a couple other people getting crushed and hurt and then them finding a body or two in the dump in town. Really? Seriously, that year. Is, other- there, is there a lot of people that sleep inside trash bins no, because of... I'm one uh, of the select few that would ever dare to. Uh, you would think that it it's kind of keeps you it. from the weather and stuff it like does. that, right? Yeah, I thought about it in the cardboard ones. They're, they're, they're the cleanest of all. And they're yeah. hardly ever dumped, it seems. But that day, it seemed like he was like he was on a roll as if he was doing a synchronized ballet. And it was just... he. I mean, he, I don't think he hit the brakes fully when he had the trash can in the air already he was already like almost in reverse about ready to get out of there you know he's like oh man it was so scary i mean my voice was hoarse for like three days i couldn't how old were you at that time 30 30 30, 31 maybe yeah or maybe i could have been 32 was this recently or i'm 37 now so it's been it's been about seven years or eight years and that was one of the scariest (laughs) one of the scariest moments in my life here in town um, one of the other ones, speaking of which, was just a few blocks away from that area. It was in an area we call the jungle. There was a squall storm. Four supercell storms converged together at once. And it happened to hit in that little area called the jungle. I only found this out because of the NOAA radio I had in my backpack that day. And I listened because the weather the got... Weather. The weather went from how it's beautifully sunny right now to torrential downpour before noon. It, which it seems to be about noon right now. Yeah. Anyhow, and um, basically, I, uh, I made it all the way to the jungle, and I, I looked at where my camp was. There's four tall oak trees, so I decided to relocate my camp. And where I relocated it just so happened to be where there's an 80-foot oak tree, real tall one, and I'm in my camp. I'm doing my thing trying to stay dry in this torrential rain, and it's not happening doing a couple other illicit things and some other odd, odd things at the same time. <laughs> you know, just trying to keep myself happy and warm. <laughs> yeah, just the usual. And um, I felt, it felt like someone 
flipped my tent and I literally got rolled over. I thought it was a couple of friends of mine playing a joke on me. Why would anybody be in this squall storm flipping my tent like that? Who, who would have the strength? And I peek outside my tent, I almost rolled into the ditch that was now full of water. Before the storm hit, it was completely empty and I, I ran through it several different times. No. I look over and outside my tent, I peek over and there's a tree about four feet high laying down. All I see is a trunk of it going horizontally. And I go, wow, if the wind would have been going 15 degrees in any other direction, it would have got me. And it w- they wouldn't have found me for about six years because <laughs> that's when they cleared out that tree later on. Uh, I have pictures of that tree, actually. So you were right by the base of it. And the, when you got flipped yeah, over, it was, was about uh, 30 the roots. I, I could see the roots about 15 feet to the left and the rest of the tree about 45 feet more to the right. <laughs> and I mean, I'm looking at I'm like if it would have just the wind would have been going a couple different degree direction south. If it had been coming directly from the north to the south instead of the southeast. Yeah. It would have got me for sure. And, like, literally, after I managed to gather up my camp and, you know, get the jeebies, the heebie-jeebies <laughs> out of me unscared, I finally walking past a peddler's market on Main Street in town. And I see this. It's a, I think it was Psalms 128. Um, and it talks. It's a, I believe it's God telling Isaiah or Ezekiel something about stop and you will hear uh, Stop. Listen and you will hear me. Um, anyways, he goes, and you will know that I am God and I am all around. It was like the most creepiest thing I've ever encountered other yeah. than the trash can <laughs> adventure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So lo and behold, to continue with this, um, stories, I went to prison for violence, right? Domestic violence. I've kind of put my hands on a few people since then, but I've learned to hold them back lately. Is it, uh, just people that had been picking on you is it no if you strike me i tend to either block and sometimes it, during a block you get struck mm. um my ex is the one currently i would have to say last person put their hands on me i not put my hand back on uh may have restrained her a couple times but um you didn't strike her no 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 i did not not even she cracked me with the skateboard a couple days after i had a recent severe accident i wrecked my van into a wall on purpose Oof. At 40 or 50 miles per hour, and I... On purpose. On purpose. I told her, I go, if you don't get in this van, I'm serious. Is all living words. I mean it. You should get in the van right now. And I go, if you don't, I'm going to wreck, wreck this van into the wall. She goes, I'm not getting in. Bam. And if you see my nose, I severed yeah, the symptom, and part of my no- nasal, the middle cartilage came through my nose, and then uh. the nose tore and went inward. Um, that was about a month ago. I'm doing all right. A little punch drunk still, but uh, I did break the chain, though, in life. Our, we, me and my ex had a daughter about a year ago, and she's in foster care and probably in a safer, better place than it is if she was with us. Yeah. For we were both homeless, me and my ex, and I'm glad that she, my daughter, <laughs> Kit Kat, <laughs> Kit Kat Murphy, because um, of Murphy's Law and Kit Kat. Just, <laughs> it was a Kit Kat version of me and my girlfriend, Alley Cat. So I was like, Kit Kat, uh, Kit Kat version of me and Alley Cat. I go, that's beautiful. I go, let's call her Kit Kat. Come on, Alley. And it, I, that was about at month six. And when Alley had the baby in the bathtub, bathtub, not toilet, she had her in the bathtub. It was a water birth, <laughs> unplanned. 
You know, that's what my sister told my mom. Were you guys at a house? Yeah, we are at our old house, oh, the house enough. I just recently uh, left um, in November. Um, no hard feelings there. I ran out of money. And, you know, don't live nowhere for free, so... Um, uh, it, was, it, was, it was so beautiful to see my daughter. And we didn't think I was going to get to because the whole COVID thing no, and couldn't have no visitors at the hospital. But um, my baby was a DEI baby, drug-exposed in, infant. Um, but she came out of her heroin and methadone withdrawal. Very, I didn't give her no medicine or heroin or no methadone, excuse me, until the seventh day she was alive. Mm. And my little daughter was on feeding tube. She was convulsing constantly. She twitched and looked like she was seizuring every now and then. And she probably possibly has some cardiac problems that they would not tell me about, but I watched them at the hospital um, take snapshots of. But Queen Delta has saved my life several times before, so I can't knock them. You know, I don't trust them. Yeah. But that's another story. <laughs> Anyhow, keep it clean and going. Um, <laughs> oh, and by the way, this is you can be as explicit as you want. There's children around oh, us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what, I, I understand. Whatever you want to talk about is I, fine. I understand. No, um, my life's been really rough, but I, I try to keep very optimistic and realistic about it. Um, beautiful thing is Kit Kat now I know is one years old and two months, three months old. Her birthday's on 11-11. What a lucky number. Day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that movie? Mm-mm. Oh, really? I have to check that out. I don't Which watch movie movies. is that? 11, 11, 11. Really? Yeah, it's a scary movie or a horror movie. Oh, yeah, I don't watch My those. Friend, a friend of mine has an eerie thing with 11, 11, 11. I mean, family members, good, bad things have happened. Uh, and my birthday is on... Ridiculous how much... My that, birthday's on an 11th, too. And my daughter was born on the 11th. That was so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or at 1111, it's always a special time, I say. And my daughter's name, we found out later, meant um, a kiss in time, kiss all the time. And it's a Greek origin, a gift from the gods. Yeah. It's amazing that baby um, made it to see birth because another man tried to have my girlfriend uh, or ex uh, abort the baby. He took her to San Francisco, uh, far up there to try to get this child aborted because he goes, you don't need to bring a life into the world. You're not going to do any good for it. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Was it a relative of hers? No, it was just some guy that took her in because he, she owned, the, she would clean his house and he had the bag of drugs that she chose to want to do. And, you know, like I said, my baby came out a drug exposed infant. She did come back to me after about, after the last abortion attempt at that moment, but Kit Kat never made it to see abortion, thankfully. Um, yeah, we gave her mine and my girlfriend's last name together, so it's, she, Kit Kat Murphy Chic McLaughlin, but she's in a very safe place away from me and her mother, where she will not see us until she's possibly 18. <laughs> I hope not. I hope we do see her one day whenever me and her mother are on better paths than currently right now. Um, and currently, I have one on the way, but my ex is not with me because she decided to go stay where there's warmth and instead of on the road with me, which it was probably a better decision for her. Yeah. But as far as I know, she's still using drugs or trying to quit. So I, I wish her the best, honestly. What kind of drugs is she on? The same. Opiates, synthetic opiates, meth, whatever. Mm. She don't smoke, we don't drink. And you were the same? No, I don't no. use opiates. 
<laughs> I, I drink and I smoke weed. And I use I use uh, other uh, amphetamines and substances that make you go fast and. Uh, I go so fast, I stand still. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else watches you stand still. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, huh? Well, the second, the third voice you guys hear is um, my buddy. I'm Fred Hart. Fred Hart. And how long have you been homeless? About three and a half years. Three and a half years? Yeah. All because of uh, just, uh, bad, bad choices. A breakup. Actually. Breakup. Breakup. Um, I chose not to be in a poisonous relationship and she threw me to the wolves mm. wow so and my brother's been uh, uh, out here for geez 12 13 years your brother's on the street oh, also yeah. uh he, he was until, he, oh. until his death not too long ago okay he, he uh he's a good friend of mine too got a bacterial infection oh yeah yeah using using dirty needles and muscle and heroin and yeah you know doing the whole damn thing yeah, he was a good guy, though. He, he always stood up for what yeah. was right. Fucking A. And, you know, you hear a lot of, well, I've met a few guys that um, try to keep to themselves or try to just do whatever they're going to do, right? But whenever they see people getting picked on, you know, they, they kind of stand up to those oh, yeah. who are doing the picking on. That was my mm-hmm. brother. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Jeremy he for sure. He was captain save of everybody. So, yeah, captain save the day. Yeah, so much so that he had a, a scar that went from... Bottom of his earlobe, oh, all the way down the to the middle of, of his chest. Ooh. Some guy caught him with a knife at a swooping down like that and cut his whole throat open. Yeah. Yeah. And he he fought that guy off holding his carotid artery right there. And he lived fucking closed. And he lived through it. That's crazy. You know, all, the, all the stick up for this this woman friend of his. And Jeremy, well, Jeremy told me a story how it was all like a setup, too. Was, yeah, he got set it was, up. It was paid. He certainly Someone did. paid it. Paid it that guy to do that to him yeah. really yeah over some girl over some girl yeah that, that was just because mean, someone my, had a my bag brother was, he was the man a lot of times you know he's uh, he was a big rough dude you do yeah. not fuck with this kind of guy mm-hmm. yeah almost and about the size of like almost you know piss on yeah. people off <laughs> he's mm-hmm. got a big old bulldog head and he's yeah yeah big, big, <laughs> big old nordic you know yeah good guy yeah yeah you could definitely tell that he was solid <laughs> in more ways than one asshole he got out early yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, I, I always wanted to see him as an old man. I think it, it'd be funny. I think he would have turned into Santa. <laughs> yeah, he could have. Yeah. Like, the way you, he was bald. Beard? Yeah, I like actually got gray going in my beard now, too. Yeah, but currently, lately, all I do now in days and all I've really ever done is just dumpster dive and recycle and say to myself, I do things to my, with myself, to myself, and by myself. Yeah. And all in between, you get high. And yeah, and all in between, you get high. Sit around at the park and eat a whole box of 12 ice creams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just fucking necked eight of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had one. I was like, oh, man, I filled my guts and lactose. I can't do it. I'm like, I'll eat them all. Now, do you see that there is uh, communities of homeless people? Um, I consider sometimes that it's almost like tribal. Try, yeah. Like yeah, a, yeah you could call it like a spread out to, to call it a, a know, community. Community, yeah, because no one's netted completely together. No one has really anyone's back, so to say, as far as a legal standpoint, whatever come to. Like all of us were band together. Someone tried saying earlier to me today um, that oh the homeless could take over if they want to. I go no we couldn't. With what? A couple of sticks and trash cans, some uh, skateboards and what? Some fire some extinguishers? Yeah, bicycle. What are we gonna do? Take them over, overpower them with the. <laughs> <laughs> with what? <laughs> yeah, right. 
We couldn't take over, not even legally if we wanted to. We had a, a nice little community on the island. Yeah, I, back at the river, um, back in the day, a few years back. Uh, Before they took it from us, Yeah, they. Basically. Late, late, that's the second time I've seen that happen. About 10 years back, it was the same. On the other side, way down there. No, no, on the was exact it, same uh, island. The law enforcement took it? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, I was up, I was over at my friend's tent making coffee, and uh, just started making coffee. Looked up, and there's about 25 cop cars coming down that pathway right mm-hmm. there from Ben Maddox towards Dinuba Boulevard. And uh, they're, I mean, they're hauling ass 70 miles an hour, and they come in knocking heads and, and bulldozing everything. Yeah, they came in hard and heavy. But I think you guys had, like, a little bit of advanced warning. Like, they literally, and I've seen they it twice. They told us what they were going to do, and it just... They legally evicted them we, we off didn't federal land. It, was, it would be so brutal. The brutality aspect was unreal. Oh, yeah, I remember whenever they lit something I mean, on fire. People, we got people running across the uh, river. It was dry riverbed, but, I mean, you know, it's... it's it was disgusting. Mm. It Getting was, hit with batons and stuff? Uh, no, not so much. Just pushed around a lot. Just yeah, I mean, manhandled more than they needed to be. It was just brutal. I know. It I was heard mentally brutal. I saw at one point you where there was all, a big fire. All your fire. possessions, you know, we were out there for a year and a half. So I mean, I had a bike shop. I had enough bikes. To, I could build what, four, 40, 30, 40 bikes at one time right then. You know, mm. everyone should come over and get parts and switch parts and. Mm-hmm. You know, um, swap this for that. Yeah, my buddy Tyson had running water. He had fucking a toilet that flushed. Mm-hmm. He had he had a he had a fountain and a basement. <laughs> yeah, he built himself a little fortress in the river. In the yes. river on yes, an yes, island. Sir. Oh shit! And part, part of that structure is still there. Yeah, of the underground. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they couldn't bulldoze that deep. They didn't bring a, a cat or a backhoe. I can't believe it stood up to it. I'm surprised they didn't fall in it. But they got big, you know, huge cats out there, D10 caterpillars pushing shit around. Yeah. They didn't go in his basement. They didn't fall in his they basement. They didn't. He built that sound. It was yeah. pretty good. Tyson's a, he's a, he's a good dude. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, a lot of us out here have our own little expertise. I'm kind of more the uh, mechanical, electronic area. If it's hardware, computer, or phone, if I had the part for it, I could switch it. No problem. Yeah. Almost At one point, there was almost nothing I couldn't repair as long as I could get the part for it. But, you know, that was the other problem that, where I ran into the most heartache at was um no one ever has money for what they want repaired <laughs> or to pay the labor for it and that old that old crystallized river money only goes so yeah far. exactly uh, that, that that little bag of hope call that the, river money yeah river, river money, money. <laughs> that bag of hope don't hey, buy anything alive and kicking brother I'm telling yeah you. Oh, it I really bet. is but it don't buy nothing off amazon <laughs> no. it does not it does not buy the screen you want repaired or replaced it doesn't so but that's where dumpster diving comes into play I dumpster dive enough for, I literally, at one point, I had like 15 iPhones. Just misses, but it's going to work. Now, that, that's good. See, like this, I got a stack of these glass screen protectors. A21, Samsung, and iPhone SE 2020, eight or, or, or for 8 or 7 iPhone. No. Got them for free, I'll give them out for free. <laughs> I don't charge no one, I can't. I don't got no money to pay anyway. But that's the beauty of it. I'm not a very uh, needy person. And there, I don't need a lot. I don't ask a lot. Hey, being out here will show you exactly how less that you have than you need. Yeah, it's better to be humble. Uh, man, I, I I have a backpack on my back, and that's everything. Yeah, I got. I'm pushing a shopping cart. No, not a shopping cart. I do not push shopping carts at all. I push a trash <laughs> Let me can. Make this clear. I push a trash <laughs> can, trash barrel that I did steal. <laughs> um, okay, it's the only thing I steal ever, really. It's the trash cans. Okay, people from the city or from some businesses. This one from a business. 
the, the mall. One of the malls. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. I don't know where I was at. <laughs> Squirt trash can, <laughs> and I got a, a suitcase, my sleeping bag, and another bag I found. I don't take from anyone else, but and yeah, I got one small little bag on my back, and that's too much actually, because right. I can't. My skateboard's the bushings on it's so shot out, I can't even ride it. I have to keep pushing everything and keep walking, so I'm at a walking pace lately. But it's okay. I'm not in a hurry to get anywhere. Now, do you see that some of these homeless people on the street? are uh, there because they want to be, even though they've had help or whatever? We are the first people that do not want to be out here. Yeah. <laughs> Let me make that clear. I did not want to um, be out here. If, if, they, if they do want to be out here, it's because their mental debilitation is far more advanced than somebody else's or, yeah, or just or, a, a different type. That's, that's or they have too many excuses and are too afraid of success. Some yeah. of them are afraid of Come out man. here and, and just dress like we do and, and spend a night out here, man. It was fucking frozen last yeah. night. Yeah. My hands hurt so fucking cold. bad. I rode all the way across town to go to the warming center. I'm lucky I had that lantern thing and that sleeping bag I found a couple days before and washed and dried. I managed to make 20 bucks that night cycling, which is hard to do on foot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's seriously very, very hard. I was proud of that 20 bucks. I don't bucks. recycle or, or thief, so... Yeah, I don't know how you make it. <laughs> you got good hey, looks man. and you got swiped. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a little I don't think there's really any actual true hopeless homeless case, honestly. I think there could be a program for everyone if the homeless person is open-minded and willing to give themselves to the program. And a lot of them, they just, just don't want to give up the dope. Yeah, no uh, one wants to give up the drugs that, because I, they're That's one thing I do hear a lot is that it's if that, you're going to go into a program, you got to go in clean. Yeah, so. you have. There's yeah, no other way. There's no other I mean, way. like in my age right now, if I went stone cold clean, I'd have about five years left on my life. Yeah, you wouldn't live past that. No, my body wouldn't know what to do. Mm -mm. You know, it's run on drugs since I was 18 years old. Mine's I've been doing dope since I was 18. Yeah, I've been I'm going since I was 12. So you got just and, about the same time in drug life. And I, I've got to consider things like microdosing. Mm -hmm. you know, I know the FDA just approved the, the treatment of PTSD with ecstasy. Oh, and psychedelic uh, psilocybin. That's right. Psilocybin. 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 Handpicked. Yeah, I, you know, so microdosing has got to be a consideration for someone my age that wants to be cool. I'm with somebody now who has a, an autoimmune thing that she can get sick if, if those chemicals are in my body. Yeah. You know, and so I choose not to do them to be around her, and that puts me at risk. So, you know, every every few often I gotta I do a little bit and and stay away from her for a couple of days, and that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but I like my life. As even being homeless, I still love my life. You still want to be alive? Fuck yeah, every day. Still have a life, even even though I'm homeless and I don't have. Okay, before all the pandemic stuff hit, my actual hustle was just straw, straight raw electronics and recycling. And that's what I put down on my EDD stuff, so I got to prove that before the 11th of next month. Yeah. No problem, but I actually have the proof. Uh, Google thinks to Google, I am a G Suite account, which does prove I was trying to be an independent contractor, which is still like one of my little hustles. I get paid sometimes in the river money, we call it, or... I get paid a meal to help someone with their electronics or their, I'll help someone with their phone. I'll make their phone faster for them and, and do whatever it doesn't want to, to do. Or I'll make it do what they want it to do. And I'll show them a couple other things too. Yeah. Really good with software and hardware. So it's, it's like, I don't think I'm hopelessly homeless forever. I'm not going to be this way forever. 
I actually had a period of six years where I wasn't homeless. And I've it just re- never been homeless. I was homeless once for 30 days, like 25 years ago. <laughs> that was I mean, when my, it was my lovely house, out my here. My house was right across from Peak Elementary, you know, right there in the cul-de-sac. I had a $310,000 house. I was 12 I was, years old 25 years ago. 15 years, you know. Wow. And I, I stopped working oh, on the books. I, I went to work for my lady's family. I did everything. I did a big family. So, I mean, I was always constantly going. Somebody needs something repaired or fixed or, you know, I did all their car repairs, all their house repairs, anything. You know, I'm a jack of all trades. And yeah. You're good with your hands. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I did that for a long time and it kind of screwed me as far as, you know, on the books. Oh, yeah. I have no, no, I have one so, legit job on paper and that was a uh, little season for like nine like, weeks. I've got like 72 jobs on the books, something like that or more. Wow. More by now. Ignore yeah. But I have a oppositional defiance disorder. <laughs> you just kind of got to let me know what I need to do and leave me the fuck alone and it'll it'll be done. Just it'll me, get let done. Me, let just me do it and it'll get done on time. You'll like it. <laughs> just leave me the fuck alone. You want one? Yeah, please. Yeah. There's that. So. That's hitting. Oh, yeah? Might as well. I think it's time if you can screw off on the top so I'm fucking... Put some uh, juice in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put a little juice in there and add some. Mm-hmm. some and stuff. so is it mm-hmm. uh, violence a big thing among some homeless people? In which way? It's like uh, being bullied or is there, is there uh, um, You yeah, know if what? If you're a pussy. <laughs> yeah, that and if you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing in public especially. Yeah. You know? You yeah, get a lot of a lot of people checking you to make you sure did. you're doing the right thing. I, I yeah, wouldn't not, say me because really. I don't really step out of out of pocket or try not to. Um, Who and are the people that would that would say something? Yeah, mm. you know, like hey, what the fuck's going on? Hey, yeah, here? yeah, you, know? you shouldn't be doing that around here, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. We're on that end of it. Um, as far as being bullied, and I've had my that, ass kicked out here, but it yeah, was, same, it was for same reasons thing. that that people had, and you know, mm. people get feelings about things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, on the other hand, uh, I don't really get bullied or picked on, so to say, but um, I would like to say that I do get followed and watched immense, like so much to where it's driven me to where I almost left town recently on a bus to Fresno with no idea what's going to happen in Fresno or if I could get further. You get followed and watched by law enforcement? No, by regular people. And I don't think they're so regular. I know Neighborhood Watch was started in this town about 30-some-odd years ago. And I think they've always taken a, a keen eye to me, especially just because I'm that odd, tall guy that was a skateboard. That, um, oh, is that tall, creepy guy? You're just like Jason from Friday 13th. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? It, this is a little... Hey, my those coveralls could keep him warm. Hey, yeah, it, it is a second skin yeah, right now. Hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my sister's dad, man. I got to think think that man he gave me a hand warmer lantern oil lamp and this snow beanie that is seriously with that like yeah i survived in a field the last two nights in a row just warm as a bug with that yeah 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 i was not tripping it's amazing what a beanie will do <laughs> it is like it was so hot earlier i was wearing this i get to my mom's house i'm like it's so hot i'm all oh yeah <laughs> take off the beanie i was like oh that's so much better you know i got two beanies on <laughs> i actually had two in my hands the other night, I had so many fucking sweaters on. I had, and every one yeah, of them had a hood. Thing. So I had like four Five fucking hoods. hoods. Yeah, yeah, if you get one of them not on correctly, oh, it's going to throw off your whole cold. day. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I'm serious about it. Does your mom live in a house? 
Um, she stays, uh, she rents a room with some other people. Mm. They're very good people. Um, they're all Hispanic. Uh, they'll work, I believe. Either which way. I know one family's raising their kids. I know there's a couple of... They're Hispanic in the Valley. They're working. Yeah, they're working. Believe that. <laughs> Them are some good working people. I, I'm not a... Okay, racism's in everything. <laughs> Even animals are racist. But what I don't, I don't really judge anybody by the race. I judge them. I don't is judge it, them by anything. Is it racism or biased? It's biased due biased? to old racism. Yeah, I, I was taught not it to really be is. racist. Matter uh, of fact. Now I know people have a problem with certain things because they're biased because of their experiences. Right. So somebody that's been picked on a lot by I've dated every culture of women right, you could have in the valley. Yes. That sect. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, I mean, if you get in an area where you're the minority, it's always going to be like that. Yeah. 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 yeah I've yeah, been yeah, picked yeah. on you know I mean? by by some other races, only, but there's only a handful of you. Somebody's got to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not racist. Necessarily. It's not. No. But uh, I mean, I know what you're talking about. It's I'm, about power. I'm, I'm, it's about I'm, this or it's about that. I'm a white boy that, who rides a, a fucking lowrider and listens to Snoop. And, you know, <laughs> I, I've been in the hood all my life. Shit, I've been sitting up there in the van, you know. I'm cruising. I got a fucking, I got the hustle in the back. Yeah. I got some of them ready to go do jobs and shit. I run them around as a white guy. <laughs> they ain't looking at me. Police ain't looking at my ass. Nope. Yeah, I kind of get that little color card. Like good old fucking white boy. <laughs> Even right. as a homeless person, you still... Uh, benefit from that, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of the time, I just smile and wave at it. Any any law enforcement, usually I don't get messed with. Yep. And just, hey, guys, you know, be a little, <laughs> little loud and, hey, hi, and just, like, show them that you're not scared, and they don't really seem to bug me. Mm. I'm not really doing much wrong. You know how many times I've walked right up in the middle of, of law enforcement where they're harassing fucking homeless people, and I got warrants, and I walk right up in the middle of <laughs> talking to them and everything. This is one of the first times in my life, actually, I've not been on probation or parole. For the last um, five five years, actually. It helps to be smarter than they are, though. Yeah, it helps. It really <laughs> or at their same level now. I've had a lot of brain damage, Man, a couple head injuries. <laughs> so I'm probably just now at their yeah, level. Yeah, I smoked a little bit of intelligence away. Yeah, I can say so. <laughs> but I that did, seems I, to help just, you, though, right? That just made me eccentric, so that... Well, yeah. Yeah, I'd say yeah. the handful of mushrooms ate the other night. <laughs> it was definitely a good little trip. I had a lot of fun. I laughed my ass off and... Walked around town until my feet were bloody and sore, and, <laughs> and I slept the last two days until this morning I woke up. I was like, oh, yeah. I got to get out of this field. Yeah. Now, that, that stuff that you're doing, it's, it helps you out mentally? Uh, it helps you calm you down, or it helps you... Meth or mushrooms? Whichever. Both. Um, meth I need to l lay off of a lot because it's just getting too scary out here trying to use that and survive. Yeah. It does help me with my attention and focus because literally I was an ADHD Adderall kid. Like I had prescription for Adderall for a few years. Um, I wish I could still get that prescription again because I would use I it just, and not use meth no more. I just came across a bunch of those the other night. Oh. <laughs> well, I want a prescription. I, I want to be know. prescribed it again, <laughs> again. You know, I used to have that like. That and Tramadol and all kinds of, all kinds oh, of wow. stuff. Oh, I, wow. I, I used to test experimental medications, um, Renron Ready Tabs. You used to test it for the company? Yes. I used to test it for the doctors. I te uh, okay, I tested Remron Ready Tabs. Yeah, they prey, they prey on the homeless to, to do their... their, their well, I wasn't no so much, shit. I was, oh, 18, yeah. I was 18, 19 at the time. they give you a little bit of money enough to go yeah. get high with, you know. A lot of these bottom feeders out here, I call them bottom feeders. I've done one myself. Um, you know, sell things real cheap just, just to get fucking loaded. And 
Yeah, they'll sell themselves. My experience was a little bit different than that. Mine was like from one of my psychiatric doctors. It goes, would you like to test the medication for us and give us your feedback on it? Okay, I read all the um, warnings about what I could go through, and one of them was um, discomfort or uncomfortable urinary um, problems. Okay, it felt like I was pissing razor blades and liquid acid. Like, literally, I never, ever took that medicine again after that. <laughs> like if you had chlamydia or something. <laughs> Worse. I, had, I almost died from gonorrhea at one point in life, and I had it for, like, eight months and didn't know it and just thought I had um, uh, done too much meth or something. You know, I, I didn't know that the discharge in my pants was uh, something I caught from some girl I'd been messing with. And literally, like, almost died from that. It's a different story, but... <laughs> Queer Delta saved my life after a spinal tap. Oh, my God. That was excruciating. Um, how would I say this in a sensible way? My doctor was blown away by how strong my core my back was. All due to skateboarding. He goes, what do you do in life? He goes, what do you do for a living? I go, I, I skateboard with a heavy backpack, and I like to do 360 tricks... Where I, you know, ollie and do 360 up or down a curb, and that's all I do all day long, and push push um, heavy things on my skateboard, and literally I can move a 550 pound chemical dry extinguisher on a skateboard. Yeah. Lift it up there myself and, and push yeah. it down the driveway, yeah. and um, you know when the doctor did the spinal tap, he almost broke the needle in my back, and he go and it popped and it hit and he hit punched my back and it it popped so hard and hit me so and it shocked him and I jumped. You ain't supposed to do that. <laughs> no. You ain't supposed to move at all. <laughs> but he goes, well, either we're going to find out you have spinal meningitis or you have gonorrhea. Oh, guess what? You have gonorrhea. And six days in the hospital later, and cussed every nurse out on second, third, fourth floor, whatever ICU and intensive ICU. And I was discharged. And now every time, <laughs> all the nurses, they all they don't forget a face. That's the sides of the time when I OD'd. And Especially when you're in there for, what was it, gonorrhea? gonorrhea. <laughs> but yeah. no, it was so excruciating. It felt Last like my the, skin was the trip on to fire. do not love you on that trip. No. Yeah. No. Some of them might. Well, the next yeah. time I went to the hospital, well, I... You'll be cured in five days. Yeah, I, I, I had overdosed on um, a, a doomsday supply of psychiatric meds I had. I had six medications, geodone, trazodone. Um, I think maybe I had some tramadol in there. <laughs> uh, no, um, what else was there? Risperidol. Uh, Ativan and something else. He used to snort Ativan. And I guess I assaulted a nurse after I passed out. She was drawing my blood. I, I pass out and somehow I assault her. I wake up, then paddling my chest and doing that knuckles in my chest after they hit me with the defibrillator, the paddles. Yeah. And um, at one moment I, I remember being um, discharged, and then the next moment I'm, I wake up four days later out of a walking coma. Because I had no cognitive thought the four days I was in the county jail. I should have been in the hospital still because I'd overdosed on the amount of geodone I took would have killed three people. And but they put me in the Bob Wiley's and where I stayed at the main jail for a few for 17 days with bomb charges and manufacturing dangerous weapons and but all that got dropped to a simple battery and I did 28 days. Bomb charges? I had told the guard <laughs> I had a CB radio wrapped with some uh, piccolo peats and some copper wire. To look like a, a an explosive device in case anyone <laughs> ran up on me. Hey, I'm trying to think smart and just think live large, you know. It, it wasn't for anybody else other than your protection to make exactly people think that you were suicidal. Not, yeah, it, was, it wasn't for suicide either. It was just in you case. got a bomb, motherfucker. I call it an anti. <laughs> I call it an anti-personnel deterrent. Like, That's right. Anti-personnel. Like go. if you're gonna try to fuck with me, you're gonna blow up with me, baby. You're gonna go. You're gonna get me. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. You're gonna go with me. Something.
But uh, yeah, they they dropped the manufacturing dangerous weapons charge, and I pleaded out for a misdemeanor simple battery. Yeah, that was that's another reason why the nurses don't like me. But uh, that's why I don't. This kind of why I don't go to the hospital anymore. You know, the whole head injury re- a month ago. Hey, I got some stories. My mom worked there for like 25 years. I imagine. I bet. Go yeah. yeah. There's. Oh, I've, my mom. She's one of the cases. Like she, they left a stint in her for. I think she still has a bad kidney stint. Now she's on dialysis. Her own fault. But like the hospital kept coming on this day, coming on that day. You know. Oop de whoop! Oh, you're a drug addict still. Oh, it's, once you're a drug addict, the hospital. Oh, for the hospital, yeah. Yeah, the hospital kind of like uh, how would you explain it? They you get um, a whole different treatment. You get a whole other level of treatment, and it's not the kind of treatment you want. I was, really? I was screaming AMA one day over at uh, against medical Hospital. advice. Yep. Yeah, over there at uh, the urgent care, they refused my brother because he didn't have ID, and they've got his ID on. On, on file. They yeah, yeah. They all the know file. who we are. I mean, I went documented there everywhere. Yelling, boy. They saw. They saw him right away. You know. Screw that. I'm. The hospital has saved my life several times. It has, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't put it past a nurse or a doctor to leave a scalpel in me or something like, or, or some surgical equipment or some kind of surgical gauze or something. They ain't supposed At least to be leave a Rolex or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. You know, I could handle <laughs> leave, leave a credit card or something. <laughs> with, with, the, with the pin. Yeah, you could just put your arm up there and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pay go. <laughs> pay as you go, right? Wait, wait, quick, quick, wait, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Right here. <laughs> it's like right now, I have an abscess in my nose from my, my head injury. And I went to urgent care, and the, the nurse, she kind of looked at me. She goes, eh, I'm basically not going to touch your face. Uh-uh. She goes, yeah, you need to go see a rhinoplasty. I go, I already knew that. But I did this just to satisfy my family and my ex-girlfriend because um, I had to wait a month because I just don't trust the hospital. <laughs> it's sad, but, like, that's another thing. Why my girl had her, her our baby in the bathtub because she didn't trust the hospital. Yeah. And, they take, and actually, they whenever take she got everybody's baby out here. when she yeah well they take everybody's baby. well if that's if their drug drug have drugs in their system. They take everybody's baby. Yeah, and but everyone has drugs. You know, everyone's on drugs. You know, I, if, from grandmas to school teachers to uh, to judges. I know judges I that smoke sell, more pot I used, than I do. I used to sell pounds of coke to a fucking owner of a B of A. <laughs> she had a fat ass. Fucking Playboy house. Oh my God. Uh, you know, table covered in pink felt and shit. You know, and being homeless, I, I have to say this. <laughs> I dig in everyone's trash can. If you do dirt, I probably know about it. <laughs> and I know, and I keep my mouth quiet because you, you know find what? out a lot from I the trash I find out everything yeah. from the trash. It's just like being a pathologist at a crime the scene. Wor- the worst ones are the three and four story houses. Yeah, that's oh, no shit. lie. The real money makers. Mm hmm. Yeah. Fucking freaks of the world. Man. Yeah, they, they got more. <laughs> they got more no-nos and no <laughs> than you want to know about. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The rich are very, very. Corruption starts at the top, everyone. Oh, it does. And it trickles down all the way to the bottom. Just because you know I I'm in the gutter right now, don't mean I can't make my way somewhere up top if I have to make my own place uh, at it. Yeah. But I just hope you know I see tomorrow still. I mean, right. tonight's gonna be a long night. <laughs> And tomorrow ain't guaranteed. Well, the sun's shining right now. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's I love fucking it. Fucking awesome. God, my hands are still, they feel thick. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I can't thick. touch my thumb to my pinky finger like I can on this hand. It's just old injuries. I don't know if it's. I need it's a from, guitar again. Yeah, I was playing around on one. You gave me the inspiration recently, and I had a couple. Remember yeah. that one I showed you? Uh-huh. That was good. Lost all that whenever I lost That's my good. band. That's awesome. There's no. Uh, is there not a lot of programs for you guys? You know what? Actually, there, that's not true. There's there is. a lot. There is a lot. But of you programs. have to be willing. Right now. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot. Availability 
It's just the the constraints they put on you. N- nobody. Yeah, does you. Any drug. You can't have any personal yeah. items. You can't yeah, have drugs. Well, you can't, it's not even so much that you, you got to can't adhere to it. There's right. so much. Also, too, I I watched when me and my girlfriend or ex were trying to get our baby back. The welfare department, or the social services area, uh, human health services. They talked like they had all kinds of things for us. Like, we're going to be bumped up to the top of the Section 8 list. They gave us this website address, and all we got for, and still on those phone numbers was junk, spam calls, robocalls. We never got no Section 8, uh, nothing. But we don't, also didn't complete all of our program or get our child back. We chose not to. Yeah. We knew she would have a better life if we kept her in foster care with the family we chose. But there is programs out there, but you got to be on top of you can't lose your phone out here you can't miss a phone call you can't miss an appointment you can't be high and if you are look, good luck to you to get, to complete it because best wishes for you because hey you, you know what you beat the system and you got what what you had coming to you and i i tell you what it's like when my friend told me about the edd um i won't say her name but she, big drug dealer in town or was uh she goes hey this is the newest hustle Apply for unemployment right now under the pandemic thing, and you will get it. If you apply for all these programs, you will you will get what you apply for. Yeah. As long as you dot your T's and cross your I's backwards. <laughs> but if you apply and apply yourself and stay on top of it, you will get the funding and you will get the grants or you will get the programs, what the program delivers. But you have to apply yourself. You can't just half-ass it. Do you know anybody that has? Uh, what half-assed Get, or no. gotten gotten, gotten know, out? Gotten out. Yeah, I know a lot of people. That's why it's, that's why the park's and empty we, right and now. We, and we know everyone who's half-assed. Yeah, and we know everyone who's half-assed, and, and it shows. You know, yeah. just like myself. I just I never went forth with any of it. When I went through with one drug program, you know, the local recovery home here, it actually, and I'm not going to say anything bad about it. It delivered exactly what it promised. It delivered me sober. It delivered me because I, I you know, I chose to stay sober along with them. Um, I managed to luckily luck into a job a couple weeks before I got out just like they as promised almost. And I, I paid for my own sober living home for $400 a month, which um, if you go in there right now, like the last month I called up that recovery home. I got in right then. Yeah. And it was like a miracle. It was raining, pouring, undercover cops tried to buy drugs off me and I don't sell drugs. And dude looked like Kojak, and it was ridiculous, but... Why I keep giving you money? <laughs> I know, man. Hey. <laughs> I want my money back. Hey, yeah, well, hey, you get high, don't you? <laughs> high right now, right? They, uh, they have a <laughs> undercover cops at the homeless oh, in Canada? No, you know what? This they're so retardedly fucking blatant. It was, it was so oh. obvious that it was a sting-op, and I was like, I had a device that was very high-tech at the moment, and it had a cool app called, like... Stud Finder, mm-hmm. and it's uh, an electronic anti-spyware device or uh, software. Basically, if you would have had this device you're recording us on, on, and I was to walk up with that phone or that app, it would know and it would tell me by ding. Oh yeah. And even before the ding, I heard in my pocket and I look and it says detected spyware or detected hidden camera. I was like, I already could tell that guy was. Obviously, an undercover because he was too clean, too clean cut. It was pouring down rain. He was coming to the bus stop. I'm like, dude, I know you just came out of a vehicle. I know you do not see dirt between your car, your office, and your home. And you don't ever go anywhere else. Maybe you might go to the gym once a month, you know. But literally, the guy looked like Kojak, just a little bit darker. (laughs) If I could describe (laughs) it any better than that, man. 
Oh my God, it was so funny. I so had, I had a guy here so animated in the way he was speaking. It was like, who the fuck is he signaling? Because he's like, if I were to want to shoot drugs and he's doing yeah. this type of... <laughs> and it's like, wow, really? You just did that? Wow. Somebody needs to have So he was kind of going uh, a little eccentric with oh, his hand movement. So yeah, yeah. More than whoever was recording... Black man. Was yeah. So whoever was yeah, recording he, could get him doing I mean, that. Or that was a signal of, uh, okay, I need okay. a horse needle or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I, it was hilarious. I'm like, somebody needs to kill this guy. Can we get an execution over here? Yeah. You don't think that... Uh, some guys think that uh, being in prison be better than being homeless? Um, yes. You know what? Prison is like summer camp if you treat it that way. In the, in the winter... A lot of people will yeah, I was like, late. do shit just to go to yeah, jail. Yeah, I've, I've even done that myself. Hours, 18 mm -hmm. hours. Just to get out of the cold and get a meal in your belly and a night to sleep. Because yep. yes, as soon as you hit that cop car, you're out. You yep. fall out. <laughs> you wake up. Nice. You're, you're, you're all nice and warm in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't even make it super heated to where you want to throw up. It's so hot. I mean, you know. Yeah, they do that in the summertime. Too. Yeah, yeah. I know. I love it. Um, honestly. <laughs> I thought about it recently. I was like, you know what? If I go to jail today, I wouldn't be mad. But um, being that I'm not oh, on probation, yeah, I know. That's what that's <laughs> what I was mad about when I went to rehab, dude. I gave. Hey, I I know there's good weed in prison too. <laughs> hey, there is. And I yeah, smoked but, it, but man, you know, it's, it's a lot more expensive say, though. I can't have my girlfriend in prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you cannot. You can't. You can have a boyfriend, yeah, I, but you I can't have a girlfriend. Okay. I just <laughs> tiny State pussy is not the no same as pussy. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. First time I went to jail, I was all confused. I tried to get my Sally pregnant for six months. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. But he got me breakfast every day. Well, yeah, at least that much, right? And lunch, huh? Yeah. You, you know, with homeless being the main topic of the world, it seems in today's society, and especially in California. Dude, we are a hated sect of. The yeah, like days. literally, it is. It is. It is as if it reminds me of um, like not Oliver Twist, but um, uh, there's a book written, Great Expectations. Who's that writer? I don't know who it is. Oh man, okay, it's the same writer as Great Expectations. No. No, 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 no. Great Expectations. Um. Dickinson? Yeah. T Thomas Dickinson? Oh, I can't remember the name, but but it kind of reminds me of one of those old-time stories of, like, the 1920s where, like, we're, like, the outcast immigrants from I Ireland or something, you know? Right, the scrapper. Yeah, the scrapper, you know, the be uh, basically an N-word in today's society. Yeah, for sure. N-bomb, for sure. Is what, that's what I feel like out here. It's like I'm the, the outcast of a shunned society, and I shunned myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I chose to live like this, and I... I chose to live the way I'm living, and I don't know any really other way. I know what real life feels like, and I've lived it a couple of times for a little bit, and it was awkward and uncomfortable, but I endured it just like I adapt to everything. Did you have the support that you needed when you were enduring that? No. 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 I, I earned people it. in the streets have a lack of, of people around them that are dedicated to them as, as for love, you know, yeah. for, for understanding and strength and kicking the ass when they needed it. I'm lucky I have my fam my mom right now still, that. but she's on Dallas and she's not promised today. Like that, she you know, that leads to a whole different mindset of, yeah. of, of approval wanting and fucking everything. Yeah, who I go to seek admiration is some of my older homeless friends. 
um, who I've seen on the street. I ain't. <laughs> I ain't. No, like polar bear. And, uh, I'm getting age sensitive, damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, you shouldn't feel it. You, you, you probably outwit me and out, out, outperform me in many ways. So let's let's not do a pissing contest. I'm sure you'll win. <laughs> on my leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah as, as, I, as, I, as I tinkle in my pants, yeah, you know. This old man drip. Hey, it, it happens like that. Man, lately it's, out, it's like, you know, one of the horrible, you know, de debilitating things out here. It's like hygiene. There is no public restrooms, almost nowhere. There's only two public parks in town that have a restroom, and they're at clear opposite ends, and you're lucky if you can even get into one, and you're lucky if there's toilet paper in there or if it's even usable. Yeah. Hey, over at the sports park, somebody, one of those guys, he had to have been. The soap smelled like somebody took uh, just pure nicotine and poured it in the soap. Really? I mean, it stunk so bad. Oh, the uh, vape juice? No, the, you go in yeah, the Yeah, yeah, the you, little, the yeah, the dispenser. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's it, never soap in the bathrooms either. I mean, like, like somebody took cigarettes like like this and put it in water and, and fucking squeezed them and then put it. It was in, probably the vape juice. It was unreal, but it was like it made you stink so bad. I just refused. And to probably use it. probably make you sick. You could overdose that way. You could overdose a person with nicotine like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You very can easily. Overdose. You drink that stuff, you're dead. Goodbye. Know. And we go over there, and I've washed my clothes in the sink. Yeah, wash my bandana you know, if I ever get a chance to. Hand dryer to. right there. That's my clothes dryer. Yeah, basically. You guys go around like uh, stick to one part of town, or you no, guys I'm, go I'm everywhere. I'm nomadic. I'm so nomadic. Over. I go everywhere yeah. I could go, anywhere. Oh, I'm road. not thre feel threatened. If I don't feel like I'm being followed or watched, or if I don't feel an uncomfortable presence, I go wherever I go, and I, I rest very rarely. Like I probably average anywhere from 15 to 35 miles a day. Yeah, on you're foot. moving. I'm moving constantly. Yeah. Only yeah. time I sleep is about every other day if I'm lucky. Every time you see me, I'm on my little rider. Or I'm on push my skateboard or, or on my skateboard. I don't ride bikes. I don't push shopping carts. You got to pay me to push a shopping cart. You got to pay me to ride a bike, literally. I'll ride a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not buying it. It's a free one-way. No, you know, <laughs> if it's a good bike and, and if I had time to build it and trust it, I might ride it. But I've had too many head injuries and too many accidents. <laughs> I know when I split my head open. I was using my brother's bike, and I, you know, I'm good on a 20 inch. I'm real good. Me and him, we were, he was on a skateboard, and I was on my, my bike, and we're jumping over a fucking pocket bike. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, straight up. It's off a little afraid now. I had remembered yeah. that. I remember that. It was good times. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, um, it, it's unfortunate the way that society has kind of outcasted the homeless. But honestly, in the community we live in today, Visalia, it'll blow you away by randomly who will pull over and hand me food and hand me some money and I never asked I never panhandle I don't knock anybody who does I'll knock anybody but I never ask for nothing I don't ask even if I'm covered in blood and I don't ask anyone hey um, could you hand me could you help me no because you know I will adapt and I will overcome I feel I don't if I need help I will accept it if someone's offering help and I know it's um, without any strings really yeah yeah in that sense, you know, but um, as far as it comes, like for the program, I've been so hungry. Oh shit, I'll have sex with some McDonald's. <laughs> hey, hey, that, that's that's another level of a couple cheeseburgers. That's another there. level of comfort. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know, that's where I come into play, and I, I call myself more of a scavenger. I, I literally I will break into dumpsters and eat the best of. I eat like a king, really. I mean, I weigh like one sixty. Yeah, I eat the best restaurants food because they throw it out. Yeah. And I find food that's like a perfectly you, yeah, wrapped you, plate, and it's like, fucking a. oh, 
You know, you check, check I the time, the, you know the I time they threw it out. and those fucking, those stuck up fucking people over there, man. They, they donate all their food to the mission, too. They That's how well, the mission I mean, gets the, their food. The people who go there, they're just a... Um, oh, yeah, they're, uh, a, they're another breed of yeah, class. Uh, yeah. They throw out these salads, these steak salads that are Fucking wonderful. No, and these so and good. Eat a little bit of this twenty dollar salad. Yeah. And throw then throw out. the throw the rest. Fifty dollar plates, yeah. and they just take I a eat couple bites and throw it out. Yeah. Uh. Eat steak. <laughs> 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 Te- uh, uh, tequila. What is it? Uh, tequila Gorilla. Uh huh. Oh yeah, quesadilla. Quesadilla Gorilla. Yeah, quesadilla. That place is so good. Yeah, yeah. I love their totally quesadillas. Yeah, <laughs> I was so rocked. Rock something inside my trash can. They have a. Uh, fiery guacamole sauce that is off. Oh, it is good, isn't it? They used to be my neighbors when I lived uh, off over by the uh, the VMC. Yeah. Yeah, they were my next door neighbors, the people that own that place. So we go in there on birthdays and, you know, special days and this and that. And they give us discounts and shit. That place is so good. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You, you, have you should go. <laughs> yeah, they, um, my son has uh, tasted that place and he, we keep wanting to go over there, but hey, you know, we just another, haven't. Uh, hey, honestly, in another great spot just across the street is Orange Works. Oh, yeah. Dude, they got the best orange Julius. Like, I don't know what that orange cream soda. It's all fresh, thing. too, in it's there. It's all, dude, they got thousands of oranges that they just juice. Really? Yeah, was, like I, I found, I found a couple yeah. of cases. I love of, that he's so excited about there's it. There's two spots. <laughs> Seriously, like they have two spots. One's in yeah. Farmerville, and the other one's right here. Oh but it's the same like, company. They yeah, uh, they are yeah. so it's the best thing I've ever eaten or drank. And like I found like a couple boxes of their freshly squeezed. It's all still frozen one night, and I just ate like I smacked almost a whole box. It must have been like thirty in that box. A little styrofoam cup, and it was so good. Yeah. Man, I wish I could eat that right now, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got in Taco Bell a while back, and the, that bread they make with the cheese on it, mm-hmm. and they put it on the the outside of the tacos. Yeah, make uh, make like a a two layer gordita or something. <laughs> Man, the fucking things were good. I had boxes and boxes of them. We was having them breakfast, lunch, and dinner, man. Oh throwing, yeah, throwing eggs in them. Fucking yeah, it's bacon. like every every restaurant. Like I could get into your trash can. There's no no doubt about it. Even yeah, if you got a we, lock on it, we we, we, we have yeah we know the codes. <laughs> we have keys, or we make a way in. There's another trick I learned recently. Yeah, it's called breaking a lock. Yeah, or or just unscrewing the nine sixteenth bolt on the side. Yeah. <laughs> you think about it, bro. Go check. Hey, go check this convention center. Yeah, you reach right in. Uh, <laughs> Lovely. I just take a knife and I'll. Pop a couple holes in the top, put my arm down, and fold that motherfucker. Man, up. you're you're man, you're behemoth in because I just pull that fucking piece of plastic right on out of there. Hey, I've I've learned I could squeeze trash lids apart and just manhandle my way in, or um, you just learn to manipulate a lock. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do to get some food though, right? Hey, hey, hey. The I was just telling him earlier about um, Caitlin Dowdy on YouTube has uh, tells a story about the Essex uh, Welland ship. Back in the 1700s, 1800s, okay. how they all turned cannibal. You, really? have to, you have to go watch her story, Caitlin Dowdy. Uh, yeah, the she's an undertaker from L.A. He's okay. promoing people. And yeah, yeah, you know, they got to love us. <laughs> hey, but I love watching, listening to her, or watching her YouTube videos. She's so, like, she's she knows her stuff. Like, something. yeah, she knows her stuff. Like, she's Dip really... Yeah, yeah, that, I feel like I could definitely be on like Wayne's World. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's World, Wayne's World. Uh, party time is excellent. Uh, I have more of a face television, or television face. Oh yeah, I got more of a radio voice. I've been told. <laughs> but since you know, since these dentures I got in, you know, yeah, I've actually managed to get a few people to go in and get theirs too. 
And um, Joe got his. He looks like a fucking clown. Yeah, it's how'd you get your teeth out or knocked out? I didn't get them knocked. Well, I've had oh. a few of them knocked. A couple of teeth knocked out, but I hadn't. Twelve of them pulled. Like I took that like a salve, and every time I was blacking out too. <laughs> but um, it was a few years back. It was because my girlfriend was tired of seeing me in pain, and she couldn't do nothing. She felt so helpless, and we'd get in all these fights. So I started scheduling dentist appointments and got my dentures. And I'm at 33, and I'm 37 now. And I've had to had the bottom set repaired twice because I broke my jaw a couple years ago, and it broke it. And then the, and that caught, I had to go without them for like a year and a half. Cost me like 300 bucks to get them fixed. The second time, the first time I dropped them from a height of five, five inches and they shattered on the concrete. But they fixed them for free, like the same day almost. Uh, but the second time around, and I've never had them adjusted. My dentist will not adjust them. Mm -hmm. So they fit so uncomfortably in my mouth. I literally have, unless I have them glued in securely with the cheap dollar store glue, which I ran out of recently, um, I have to take out my bottom set just to eat. And that's why I sound like such with, um, Someone was making fun of me recently, and they're going, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. making fun of the way I talk. <laughs> it's because every other couple words, i got to put my top plate together with my, lip, my tongue. Oh, you got to push it up. Yeah, but it's okay, you know. I learned to adapt. I get my point across. Crossed. <laughs> <laughs> that was great timing. Hey, that perfect. And then I'm not even trying to speak incorrectly, you know. Yeah. I had hearing problems as a little kid, and so it gave me a really bad speech impediment. Uh, so many years of speech therapy, and finally I learned how to speak somewhat correctly, even though I speak horribly to people. You at least understand what I'm saying once I yell it to you a couple times. <laughs> you gotta kind of have to slow down and to talk. Um, no, I'm not as bad as my sister. No. She'll spit a whole sentence out in one word. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Only I could understand you because I've been around you my whole life, kid. I've noticed a lot of us out here, myself included. We usually have like 10 tracks going in our mind at all times. Oh, yeah. We're, we're doing 10 different things, 10 different ways, and and it, it reflects in our speech and our patterns. And yeah, and like our that. behaviors and like... Yeah, it's, just, we, it's, it's so tough being out here. If you don't have... Something like, constructive to do, you're only going to self-destruct, it seems. Man. And there's no way around it unless you have a positive outlet and something to channel all this energy that you got. Because some of us, we're alive. Like, I racked right. my van into a wall at 50... And I'm still alive, and I ain't quitting for nothing, you know? It's like, you know, if you're going to pop a cap, and you better take a couple clips, too, because you're going to need them, because I ain't going to stop after one bullet. Uh, even if you get me in the dome, I'll still keep going, maybe. Uh, you're going to need to take a couple clips. Maybe just take your ear off or something. Yeah, I yeah. Just stand sideways. Blow half my jaw, jaw away. I'll still stand, go. Stand and stand sideways. No, I'll stand, I'll stand forward. If I feel I'm willing to die for it, I'll fight and die over it. That's what they told me in prison. You go, you know, because I went to a PC yard because, you know, I'm a little pussy. But um, I was scared of the main line. I'd never been on main line. So when I get to this little soft yard, I only had a year to do. No big deal. They told me one thing. He goes, you know what? You can do anything you want as long as you're willing to fight and die for it. Because that's, that's what level it's at right here. Because what the guards told me, he goes, man, you know, there's more one-on-one -on -one fights on this, this side of the prison yard than there is in main line altogether. He goes, we got to write more reports on you, you PC pieces of <laughs> shit than we do on anything on the main line. And we only got one yard of you guys. Oh, that, you know, I was actually really glad for that one year in prison. It's, it's wising me up because I stopped stealing from local communities after that, even though that's not why I went to prison. But I did have theft charges um, with a, yeah joint suspension pending. So no matter what, I was going to prison for two years, no matter what. I signed a deal for three years, and I was so apologetic in my um, case 
the entire time, the judge gave me uh, mitigation, and I signed for three years, and he gave me two with half. He felt I was that sorry for my crime. Yeah. And I was, you know. It took me seven years to catch up to my ex, at, at that ex at that moment, and um, yeah, I made her day that day. You got a lot of exes out there. Hey, you know, <laughs> I actually, you know, and a few of them have slapped me with restraining orders and they have expired and I have not bothered them. Yeah. Uh, there's no need to. Thankfully, this one hasn't slapped me with a restraining order, but um, the story's not over. <laughs> no, I do love, I do love and miss her, but. Restraining orders are just a reflection of how good of a love you have. Exactly, that's what I say. You love them so much, they just can't, <laughs> they just can't, they just can't have you near them. You they love them too much, you know. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that is awesome. <laughs> There's some homeless shit. Huh? <laughs> right. Hey, the stories. You know, it's one of the. Other... And that's nothing. I mean, these are. These are just a couple of us it, that got a couple so stories. Even paranormal deep out here. It's oh paranormal. Wow. Yes. Oh, it's really crazy. Spiritual. I know. I know tr- stories about Tulare. I know a couple of truths. There's a house down over by the courthouse. You walk inside and it's so much larger on the inside than the outside. It mm. freaks me out. Really? It was like Harry Potter shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Went outside, there's little pathways oh. and this and that. There's a place where there's a leash. There was, I mean, there was a human in there, you know, on a leash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That place freaked me the fuck out. You know, I've been to... Uh, it was, it's so much larger on the inside than the outside. It really, I mean, a dog that hated me, this dog will bite me at any chance it gets. This dog followed me outside. I said, you want to go outside? And that dog said, yeah. Uh-huh. Let's go. That motherfucker <laughs> said, yep, and followed me outside and sat right next to me. They said, guard. They told it, guard, and it guarded you to make sure you didn't I, do nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was so scared, I, I had to get out of that house. How did you get into it? I walked right into it, off the riverbed. Oh, wow. I imagine I almost know what house that was. That old witch's cottage. It looks like an old witch's cottage. Mm-hmm. It's an old A-frame that goes to the ground, and there's a basement. And nobody lives in it right now? Uh-uh. There's a there's a tunnel that goes from there to the business next door. Yeah. Underneath. And, I haven't been down below, but I know two people that have stories about that house. Where they went down a fucking hallway, and both of them say the same thing. They went down a hallway for like miles. Mm-hmm. And they come to a door, and they open the door, and they were somewhere else. Yeah, the city yeah. actually. From... I mean, I don't believe that per se, but it's weird that it's odd that two people that don't really even know each other. Yeah, don't even know story. each other could tell the same story. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Tulare a lot more than I did Visalia. And the opium den tunnels are real. Oh, yeah. I've seen them. Oh, yeah. And there's like three levels of them in Tulare. This is right down here, right downtown, in a building. Interesting. It's that building with the with The courthouse. The electric chair, you sit in it and hit a button and it goes to the top of the stairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's an oddball place. That building right there. That's the Odd Fellows. Yeah, the Odd Fellows. It used to be the Ladies Moose Lodge. Yeah. Yeah, my old lady was the Elks Lodge, huh? No, oh, no, no, moose. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, I know, I know one thing secret about this this little valley and area is, you know, back in the 1800s, the wild, wild west days, um, the railroad came through town, and they uh, they had the um, Asian immigrants, the Native Americans, some Irish. of the blacks, the Irish. Yeah, some of the Irish were in there, and they were digging, sure. and they were digging and digging and digging. And if you look, I saw a map of Old Tulare, the old roundhouse is where the um, fairgrounds parking lot is now. From the fairgrounds parking lot, and I would almost say that there are tunnels, or were, all the way from Tulare to Visalia, Visalia to Ivanhoe, Visalia to, I mean, thousands. I've heard of 1,400 miles of underground tunnel, possibly. Well, you gotta figure there's almost 100 years of digging. 300. 
or no, uh, back then, well, 1800 to about eight, 1920 uh, estimate. Because I know a couple business owners in Tulare that they owned a brake shop on J Street. And they said that there was a, well, at one point there was a tunnel that went underneath the J Street. And it'd pop up one part where A&W was and it'd pop up where like the subway is now. And I've seen a couple other tunnels and I've been in a couple other businesses through downtown. Uh, businesses change around this area so much and sometimes they stay vacant for like 10, 20 years. And it's like, if you were to break into that business, you'd have like half the damn police force on top of you immediately. Or you could sit there and do like what I have seen and have done Tulare. You could run through all downtown Tulare and never ever in see- In the tunnels. In the tunnels, from one business to the another. And if you happen to catch an uh, old stairwell bricked off and you could break through it, you'll enter into the second level. And if you ever get to the third level, you'll know because it's pink limestone. And uh, Asians, they had a lot of hinky, there's a lot of weird stuff that went on down there too. There's a plaque, a big brass plaque in Tulare down the road from the police station on Inyo Avenue in K Street at Doherty's Bar and Grill that explain the most detailed documented account of anything of the opium den tunnels. And that's some real stuff, and it's spooky. Like, they did, like, there's witchcraft, all kinds of, like, natives did stuff down there. Like, the, it was like a sundown town. If you got caught, sun, if you got caught and you was black, white, or Irish, or if you wasn't of the correct color and you got caught after sundown, they, you might go to those tunnels, you might not never come back out. Yeah. And it's almost like it feels like that lately you know, nowadays. I've, I've been wanting to go down there for a long time, too. I'll take you in Tulare. <laughs> go break in at Doherty's. I want to go from the Fox and around. Oh, yeah, there's still the, tunnels around this town. Yeah, it goes down to the pump house and, and all around. You could kind of see in the architecture even of the streets where there's like a little hill. It freaks me out of who could be down there. No, no There's going to be people down Well, there's probably skeletons down there, but no, as far I'll as the first people. level, the first level, uh, the businesses, oh, so a lot of them intersect in both these towns. But then there's the other level, or the hidden tunnels that the Asians mainly dug and that no one knows about, that the Asian families keep secret because that's what should be kept. Yeah. The location, whereabouts, and why they were ran. A lot of it was just for drugs. Yeah. The drugs really was what America is built on. If you ain't getting it from a street doctor, you're getting it from the doctor doctor. It's agriculture and drugs. Yep. <laughs> Food. Seriously. Food and drugs. <laughs> California's a gross state now. The FDA had it fucking locked down, man. <laughs> yeah, damn them. I can't believe they outlawed everything. Yeah, now, of course. Now, here's another question. Now, you, we've talked about paranormal. We've talked about different stuff uh, of the homeless. The government has is starting to uh, come out with their all these documents and all these videos of UFOs. Oh. Do you guys, have you guys seen anything? I've, heard I know a, I've guys... been seeing two things in my entire life. I saw the first one twice, uh, one in West Sacramento and the other one in, in the Heights over there, Del Paso Heights. Yeah. And it was just a, a, it wasn't a fucking plane. I'm not stupid. Drugs or not, I know my psychosis. It doesn't <laughs> <make sense. laughs> Yeah, yeah. You I know don't, what I mean? I'm I don't see shit now. like that, do I? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I'd be the crazy guy then. No, but I saw, I saw a, a ship that was, I mean, maybe 25 telephone poles high. And as soon as my friends turn around, my lady and my friend turn around in the morning, I'm like, fucking look, you know, they're having their own conversation. I'm butting in. And uh, it was just, it wasn't there. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just, Where'd it go? Yeah, it was just, I just saw it. And it was big. I honestly cannot say and I've ever again, seen anything. From cloud to cloud. That's all it did. And then right here at these mountains, when I was homeless and on drugs, but I've always been on drugs, so 
It's not an excuse. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I saw what looked like a looked like a tin shed, a reflection off the sun, you know, or a or a, a really fucking huge mylar balloon or something. Could have been. And I noticed when I walked out of my buddy's house that it hadn't moved, but I had. Uh. So it's a stationary thing, right? So I'm thinking, okay, that that brings back up the tin shed or, or whatever, a little little house or something. Well. I come back out of my buddy's house, it's 45 minutes or so, and I done forgot about it. I walk all the way back down to my place, and I'm like, oh, yeah. So I look at, look over and look at it, and this fucking thing, its its speed was instant. It didn't move up slowly. It went, boom, and it was at that speed, uh, which we don't have things here that do that. Mm. But that's surely Not what that the, you know of. That's surely what Area the fuck it did. Area 51, baby. And it only moved about this far in the mountain range, which is... a it's, that's a that's a grip up there. Yeah. You know, but for yeah. me, it was about that much. Couple it moved inches. over, and it was like it just went in between the mountain range, and it disappeared. And that's the only things I've ever seen. But that fucked me up because I've seen that movement before, in uh, you know shows on TV. It was an outer space show, or not outer space, but it was a space uh, space show. It was a sci-fi. Yeah. Well, it was it was documentation. It was oh. cameras, and this little thing came in like a like a, a shooting star or, or something. Or a satellite, rather. And they come into to the camera, and then it, boom, it hit something. Like Asteroids, the video game. And it, it did that reaction. Well, something moving that fast. Oh. Doesn't go like that. It turns yeah. like that, and it's fucking, dis- it's destroyed. Actually, yeah. me and Tennessee saw something once, but I think what it was was our government using their um, Star Wars thing, or it could have been the Mir space station burning up. It was around the same time the Mir fell into atmosphere. But it was just like, as if... A, a square-like structure burned up in the t- in the st- stratosphere, toposphere, whatever, <clears throat> and that was it. It was like just a brilliant burning ball of mass metal. And with what I hear in the news constantly recently, the the Russians launched uh, anti-satellite missile and destroyed it, same height as a uh, uh, Japanese, the Chinese space station, and the international space station causing them to do evasive maneuvers recently. It's right, a whole big say, thing. They ain't supposed to be, no one's supposed to be launching anything and testing any kind of weapons at that height of elevation, period. Via the world agreed. Right. And Russia messed up. <laughs> and they just did it. And yeah, they, they denied it for like a couple weeks. And then they're like, oh yeah, maybe we tested a anti-satellite. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know, we're drunk over here. We don't know you what we're doing. A few years back, I don't know, this has got to be five, five, maybe six years ago. They had a failed missile launch off the coast out here. Oh, oh, Vandenberg Air Force Base? Man, this fucking thing. The only way I, I, I saw that. It, it looked like as if you popped a soda in space and yeah. let it go. Yeah, it was it just was, like this. And it tumbled, right? Yeah. So this giant fucking thing out here, and it's green. It's fucking tumbling. For like hours, I think and I saw and, that. And giving off this fucking spray, you know. Excuse me. And... Uh, it was it was so weird. I'm on the phone and I'm out in the fucking in the middle of the road. I'm screaming at my buddy. You fucking see this thing? We're being fucking sprayed, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking aliens are coming. Oh, I did say that the uh, uh, the chemtrails. Yeah, yeah the chemtrails. I don't, I don't think about that. Yeah, that shit's bullshit. <laughs> well, it it fucked up and it tumbled. I mean, this thing was just going out of control. Yeah, its thruster went, it was, uh, went incorrect or something. It was an ICBM test. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, so that could have went all bad and hit us. It was a huge tank and it just fucking tumbled and the whole, the whole intercontinental ballistic missile. Yeah, the, the entire uh, screen. Yeah, the entire fucking the skyline. Field skyline was just green. I remember that. I, I, saw, I saw that. That was a trip. I was right? living on Garden Street over here then. That made everyone go, oh fuck. <laughs> no, I've seen one that one of the newer um, Air Force's newer fighter jets recently, and that thing moved like what if. Uh, 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 there are UFOs if there are. It moved like a sp- something from another world because the way it, like, an inverted, it took off in an inverted hover, like, upwards. I've never seen anything move like that. And I've seen the Blue Angels six a times. Jet? Yeah, You're a jet. jet. This We're thing. Th- uh, the F-35. Oh, the this F- was the F-22, F-22 and yes. the F-35. F-22. That. It was the F-22. I never heard or seen something move like that in my life, and I know that you has know, the, to be. The Harrier jump jets used to move pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. not nothing like this. Dude, this, like, it was flying upwards, but, like, I can't describe it. It's, it's so bizarre it's beyond regular aerodynamics or space. Beyond regular physics, it was moving like something from other world, but. Hey, go go America! <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm glad I'm on this land instead of uh, one of the other countries. Like I could be stuck in UK. Right. That's where my um. You could be in Siberia. My great grandmother came from Bosnia in 1906. So let me tell you what, Joseph Stalin time. Yeah. I'm Ooh, glad. Yeah. Jo- Stalin was ruthless. Armenian genocide. Man. My great grandmother. That's you know. That's probably why I'm nomadic in my life. That's my my buddy's mom is is from the genocide. She was pulled over here by her grandma. Yeah, I seriously do think what no matter what we do in our life, if we have children, somehow genetically, it just it's cosmically written that they're either going to experience something similar or endure way worse. So you're saying that their like DNA has memories? Yes, Uh, they say water has memories. You see, you see your kids, uh, even your grandkids down the line. Yeah, they're doing the same fucking thing you did, man. I'm I'm almost like my dad. Except for I didn't I haven't murdered no babies so uh, my know, dad DNA, was a uh, horrible evolves, monster. It doesn't, yeah, it, it evolves in hopefully it is, DNA in its essence is a memory. And I'm and I'm glad my daughter and hopefully my next child doesn't have to be raised by me and my ex because it, she has no chance then. But she's being <laughs> raised by a beautiful family. Uh, God bless them and stay strong because you're gonna need it. That girl's gonna be a handful. <laughs> right. It's gonna be a she's gonna be mouthing, opinionated, and everything which way, and asking oh, why female. everything. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's I was taught so a question. A yes. <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? I get a whiff of that and I run. Yeah, I, I run to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. Ooh, that's a girl. I gotta get it. Hey, what's your name? <laughs> My name is Seven Kids. All right. I got. One, one on the way. I'm, and I didn't even think I'd ever have any children, honestly. Well, after my, my little just hospital trip. Thirty. Wow, I'm 37. That's dated the fuck out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. This has been interesting. I like this. Thank you. I needed this. At least I got to tell a little bit of my story. So you know, Get if I out. ever do. Yeah, well, you I've written had, it on paper, you just but had therapy. Yeah, I did. Seriously, I should, I should, I should pay you like one hundred fifty dollars. How many hours? Two it's hours? for free. It's like three hundred bucks, man. <laughs> but no, this is just you know dirty That's rotten stories. Free. I mean, you don't get lunch neither. Oh no, I got. Uh, I think we ate lunch earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of stamps and we ain't gonna make the can man today, so I ain't tripping. I'll scavenge. That's why I don't worry. You know. It's been I, fun though. Hey, it yeah. is. I, I appreciate you. this. Hey, thank you. Cause you know what. 
I was like, this guy driving up in this truck, he, he damn sure ain't no cop in that truck. So, <laughs> no. what's it gonna be? Is it gonna be religious or is it gonna, what's he gonna ask? It's gonna be something funny, I know it. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know what to expect. I just, I just kept quiet. See what yeah. you'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, this has been awesome. I, uh, I appreciate your guys' story and, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna cut it right here and say thank you. I appreciate everything you guys said. No problem. Kick it. All right. Uh, I will talk to you guys later. Thank you, Luz. Well, that's it for now. I want to be clear on something. No one person grows up the same. Everyone has their own opinion and how they come up with it. That's why I started this, so that I can understand you and your guide to your path. If we all have different strengths, then maybe, just maybe, we can learn from each other.